0: This is the Memphis Real Estate Hour on KWAM, and now here's your host, Dean Harris. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Memphis Real Estate Hour. I am your host, Dean Harris. I am with Crest Core Realty over on Summer Avenue. I appreciate you guys tuning in this morning. Some of you might be tuning in at AM 990 Memphis. 107.9 FM, and then you could be streaming the show at www.kwam990.com. The Memphis Real Estate Hour will concentrate on investing in Memphis real estate, and we will focus on our residential real estate market uh, a little bit as well. I will have local and national vendor partners of ours on the show from time to time, and they'll be sharing their knowledge about how to become an investor in Memphis or how to become a better investor in Memphis. I uh, remind you guys every single show that I am an investor. So if you have that old home that you need to sell quickly, you inherited a home, um, it's been in your family for 120 years and you don't want anything to do with it, too much work to fix it up, to sell it, whatever the case may be, uh, send me an email at dean at dot and I will be able to get you some information on what we can pay for that home pretty quick. Um... Guys, we're on Facebook Live. If you have not heard or have not joined us on Facebook Live, you can tune in, uh, ask us any questions. We'll try to answer those on the air. And then you can also go back to our catalog, our video catalog of the shows. I think there's 26 or seven of our previous shows that are on there with the topics and headlining. So if there's something that you see on there that interests you, or that you might have some questions about, you can uh, go on the show's Facebook page and listen to that show. Uh, Today, The Path of Money. Dan, welcome. Good morning. Um, Let's discuss this. The the Path of Money, we talked about this this week. There are two types of capital. What are those? Human capital Mm -hmm. and uh, capital assets. All right. Let's break those down. Human capital, when people... When you think human capital, I mean, that's, you know, it sounds self-explanatory, but what is some of the things that come to mind when you're thinking human, human capital? It's and, like when
1: you physically or mentally doing something, some sort of job to create money. Yes. Just sweat equity, sweat is equity is, is another way it. of, way mm-hmm. I say it, you know, like we talk about that, you know, in a lot of different ways, property management, you know, you sweat equity, you can do it yourself or yeah, you can hire us to do it. So do you want to pay with your money or do you want to pay with your sweat equity um, you know your job is sweat equity mm-hmm. that you're create, somebody's paying you a you know you're trading your time and your effort in exchange for you know some sort of cash or you know cash equivalent
0: what's this create what what do these two things create for you uh capital
1: well, capital assets you know capital assets would be stuff that you own yep that uh, where your money works for you mm-hmm so, you know, and that's where we're going to get into a lot, a lot of that today, I think, which is going to be fun. Um, but that's where you're sitting here. We're sitting here at the radio. And because of the money we've made through our sweat equity, you know, creates cash flow while we're sitting here talking. That's the best kind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to me, it is. And, you know, and I think that that's, you know, it was a fun exercise to walk through this this weekend. I mean, I think we get we work so hard for our money. And it's like, what, when the dollar leaves our hand, when we get the money in, mm-hmm. you know, like my son, I was joking with him this weekend, you know, he wanted a guitar. And so as soon as he finished the last blade of grass of the yard, he was cutting for money. He almost like let the lawnmower go and said, all right, let's go get that, that guitar. <laughs> and I was like, I looked at him. I was like, are you really, is this really happening? I said, you're spending it. The you had, second, the you, second it. You, have, you finish the job, the money's not even exchanged hands from your class, your customer and you've already spent it. You know what I mean? Like I was like, I've done a terrible, terrible job <laughs> teaching him, <laughs> you know, the capital, you how to create capital assets versus, uh, um, you know, all that human capital he's, he's, he's done to create that 25 bucks or whatever it was. And <laughs> so anyway, it, I just think that's the, you know, the critical thing that we want to talk through today is like, once you do have, I mean, we all do sweat equity of some sort, for human sure. capital, for sure. You know, and but it's like, what do you do with that dollar once it gets into your hands? what What is the what's the end
0: result that you do with it? Mm-hmm. So, well, I, I wrote it creates business. It can create retirement for you. It can create freedom. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's all kinds of things that capital assets, along with human capital and things, can create for the you. Combo, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's you know, the freedom of business, retirement, whatever your goals might be. Um, the human capital and and especially capital assets, what they can create for you. You know, I, I, I use this example.
1: Sorry to catch up. No, go ahead. I was talking to Inner City. You know, I talk to them every six weeks in this class called Work Life down at Advanced Memphis. And, you know, my big thing is when I talk to them, you know, we all start at the bottom. No matter what job, you know, when you're an agent, when you fresh out yep. real estate school, yep. you got the 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 worst, oh, yeah. you know, assignments, you know. Where there are, if you're working at a bird king or wherever your manufacturing floor, wherever that is, you're starting at the bottom. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, one thing that, that I like to come out of this as we're talking is like, you know, you, you're pretty much working more of this when you first start with your hands. Yep. Right. And then you're creating cash by working with your hands. But the more we can use this, your mind, mm-hmm. you know, the more money you actually make. Yep. So, it applies even in your job, but it also applies in, outside of your job, like, you know, after you're nine to five, what are you doing with that, that money that's coming into your hands? Mm-hmm. You know, are you using your brain to think yeah, outside the box and
0: try to create that and, and make something S- out of that money? Some would say that's a, more, that that's a more vital point in your career or in your, uh, you know, drive, your, your march to success, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. that that is a more critical juncture than even starting to get the money. Yes, absolutely. Because there's way to me, there's way more people that can get initial capital than there are people making smart decisions with that capital. Correct. Am I making any sense yeah, of that? Yeah. So it seems like like you and I and everybody else can can roll up our sleeves and go to work and earn a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. question is, what is that? What do you do with that hundred dollars after you earn it? S- simple to or s- similar to what you did with your son? You know, mm-hmm. what what are you going to do with that money? him and his youth, like every other kid of that age, they've spent it. You know, they they already know what they're they are he has got no burned intention. a hole in his pocket. You ever heard that phrase, burn <laughs> oh, a hole in yeah, your pocket. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. So it's to me it's it's where the the key juncture in all this is what you do after you make that money. That's right. You know, the decision What's your
1: mindset? Yeah. What do you do with it? You know, and there's I think we kind of broke it down to four categories, right? What you can do with that money. What mm-hmm. you know, you can spend it. Talk about like that. my son, <laughs> boats, cars, jewelry. boats, cars. I mean, a liability is what you call it. A guitar for for him, that's a liability. I mean, that things unless you got some famous rock stars guitar that they never they don't make anymore. You know, that's sure. not going to that that might appreciate. But the thing he bought, I mean, because he bought one a couple of years ago, and I said, like, "What's that worth?" You going to trade it in or whatever? And it's like a third of what, mm-hmm. maybe a third. Mm-hmm. You know, and so. Everything we buy outside of stuff that's going to create cash back for you, you know, is going to be probably more of a depreciating mm-hmm. piece, you know. You know, I, and our wives are probably on those Facebook things where they sell stuff, and yeah. we always start at half price. You know, like, I always hear that. Well, I can buy stuff at half the cost of, you know. So as soon as you walk out the door with stuff, <laughs> I mean, is that a good rule of thumb, you think? Just whatever, you, like... Well, I mean, I guess even, like, clothes would probably be even worse. I mean, if I walked out and I said, I wore this a couple times, I just don't like this. Oh, it's way worse. It's way worse, right? You have to almost give it away. You almost got <laughs> probably a fifth of what you could buy it in the store for. Absolutely. Nobody wants a used shirt, no. no matter if you wore it one time or 20. But, <laughs> right. you know, the point being, that's a liability. Like, when you walk out and you, you get that money in your pocket, mm-hmm. you know, are you spending it on liabilities and versus an asset, you know? And I, str- and I struggle with this one, to be honest with you, because you could just have that total extreme mindset where you're only going to do assets and you have raggedy clothes. You got and like, nothing. You got like, I know people you know, like that. I know. You got a car that barely runs. You know, that, I think I'm in the middle. Yeah. I don't have boats and uh, country club memberships or hunting. Well, I think that's what the listener you know, know, is. You got to find your own balance. Right. you know and i think that's what one thing we got to get across today is just yeah. find your own balance what's what's you know um i remember you you have a client i remember you tell me a story that came from zero mm-hmm. from like africa yes yeah that's a great example i love the story he and, uh i'll yeah, tell good. it yeah tell it so story.
0: he's a longtime client several years but he's from south africa and he came from nothing um, when I say nothing, like he literally nothing. dirt, like living, dirt. yeah, had had nothing living. as a kid growing up. Even as a as a young man growing up, you know, he had nothing. Moved to the United States, went to college. He's now uh, a, a top executive with a, a, a medical equipment company mm-hmm. here, and he he's a little bit more active in spending than some other investors are, just personal spending. But you know, I, I've asked him this before. We've talked, and I, you know, he's like, I had nothing. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm going to enjoy, he's like, you know, I'm not, I'm not being foolish. He's like, but I'm going to enjoy life and enjoy the things that are a part of life that you can have in life
1: mm-hmm.
0: because I've had nothing. And you know what? He goes, I know how to act with nothing. He's like, so if I get back to life where I have nothing, I'm like I'm fine, I'm comfortable with that because, but I'm going to enjoy this process throughout. Then I've got some other guys that. So that's an extreme. That's an extreme. Right. You know, he. I don't he's gonna know that Live that he's life pushing. to the fullest. Yeah, and I don't think he's pushing his limits. I don't. So don't let me sure. because if he's listening right now. I don't want him to think. I know he's not <laughs> pushing his limits, but I, but I, but he does live life, and yeah. I enjoy being around him. And he's got that. He's got that personality of, hey man, I'm swinging for the fences. Yeah. We're either going to really make it, or I'll be okay with nothing because I'm used to it, or or I'm I can accommodate myself and my family, and I and we can adjust our lifestyle to what. But then I've got other investors, on the other hand, that have got large portfolios, mm-hmm. all the cash and money that they can maybe get their hands on, and won't won't spend won't a spend dime. Time. Yeah. Not a red cent. So That's, that feels like a miserable place, too. Man, right? I, to me, that sounds horrible. Like, yeah. what are you doing? I don't... Yes. I don't, I can't go with the extreme. Like I can't live m- my life like that client of mine and, and I can't, I'm too nervous. I'm too, uh, you know, I, I work really hard for this money. So yeah. then again, I couldn't be that sitting on every, you know, like a hen <laughs> sitting on it till it hatches. I mean, uh, you know,
1: well, and so I'll give you a, kind of a second and third on that. Like I remember coming out of school and working on presence Island, you know, moving from South Carolina over here. And one of my mechanics you know, his big thing is he worked, you know, 80 hours a week, made a lot of money with the overtime, you know, for for decades. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I want my last check to bounce. Did he really? That's what it that was his goal. But then I go to lunch with my mentor, you know, a week or two ago, and he's basically, he's been working the last five years setting up trusts and wills and estate planning and all that stuff. He goes, I've taken care of my family for the next 300 years. Whew. That wasn't a joke. He had that it was not an exaggeration like he's set a plan in place that his kids and his kids kids and his you know down generations will be taken care of and i love the formula he he came up with you know you kind of tangent a little bit but yeah hit it. He, he was just he goes they're going to have to work yep and but they're going he's going to give him whatever the median average salary is for that that area really so if say memphis tennessee is 50,000 for example mm-hmm. he'd give him 50 so Whatever side they're making, you know, say they're a fifty thousand dollar person, well, getting another fifty is a whole lifestyle change, right? Absolutely. But it's not but it's not an exponential Yes. Does that makes sense? Yes. So I, I thought that was pretty cool. But anyway, that was just two extremes that I can remember coming out of school. Yeah. And then meeting, you know, and getting I think to know the this guy.
0: the comfort zone there is right in the middle. Yeah. You know, you need to reward yourself. I'm yeah. I'm big on, you know, fruits of your labor type thing. At the same time, I mean you gotta live within your means, you gotta make sure that you're 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 planning correctly. Um. So we talked about spend it. Yeah. So you know what do you do with this cash flow? We spend it. Uh, another one of ours is donate it. Yeah. You know I've the, the Warren who gave was it Bill Gates? Yeah, Bill Gates gave all his money to Warren Buffett. Right. He that that's a that real,
1: foundation. That's a
0: real donation. <laughs> no, Warren Buffett gave his to Bill Gates. The opposite. Oppos- Buffett yeah, gave yeah. it to Bill Gates half his half his fortune. So Whew. that's uh, that's extreme donating. Um, hold it. You can just sit on it and yeah. stick it in a mattress in your house. Yeah um and you can invest it yeah so i mean spend and, it donate it hold it invest it i mean there's those are the four things i guess you can i don't think there's any other options you no know, other than that right
1: yeah i mean and with donate i mean i think to me the donate's an interesting one because you know and this all goes back to personal you know preference or beliefs and mm-hmm. you know i think there's a ton of people out there that i've met in entrepreneur world that believe that you've got to be donating all on the way, you know, that you got to be given back. And that's just part of the, how the universe works is if you're going to be receiving, you need to be given back. And so that's just an interesting, interesting. There's a lot of people believe if you don't donate that you won't be, get. you know, you won't continue to grow in your own fruits, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So karma, kind of like karma. Yeah. But hold it, hold it's an interesting one. I, I, how many people do we know that, you know, I mean, probably a little bit of my parents have that mentality, that that just old school mentality. They just got a ton of money in check-in or savings that's getting 0.1%. Like in a checking account. Yeah, in a checking mm-hmm. account, getting 0.1% return or, you know, something like that. So, mm. you know, I think that's, uh, um, that's an interesting one because I feel like that's where people really, really lose out. You know, they're so, so conservative. That they can't. You know, I mean, I wonder if that's, that's probably a depression era yes. mentality, yeah. I Absolutely. would say. Mm-hmm. The people that I think of when I, that comes to mind are people that just, they came from nothing. I mean, they were living on the streets and yeah. no jobs and waiting in line for food. And
0: we have no idea what that was like. and you None know, whatsoever. So. And then we're asking them at this point in the end of their life to spend their money on investments. So I understand that part of it. But I can't, you know, having it sit there and earning nothing for you. Is a tough pill to swallow to me. I mean it just seems like so many wasted opportunities. And then invest it. I mean Here's the fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So so we've spent it. We've donated some of it. Yeah. And we've told you, you know, we've talked about holding it a little bit. Um and this is, you know, what you do with the cash flow. Let me back this up just a second. What you do with this cash flow is you're earning this money. We know we've talked about building a business and building uh, your your portfolio mm-hmm. now. Your this cash flow is coming in, so you can spend this cash flow on liabilities, boats, cars, jewelry, whatever. You can donate it. You can hold on to it for zero return, or you can invest it. So yes, here's the fun one, mm-hmm. and this is what I think the overwhelming majority of people want to do. The key word in that phrase is want, want versus do. Yeah, I think the majority of the people out there that have money think about. I mean that, that you know. The word investing is great. The word real estate investing is even more popular, mm-hmm. you know. And then right now. breaking it down, the word flip, you know, yep. is even more popular. So let's talk about a little bit on invest it. You know, there's two different kinds of investing, in my opinion, Dan. It's active and passive. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you're an active investor or a passive investor, I mean, you're, there's two different ways about going about it. There's two yeah. different reasons why you do it, right? You know. Um, let's talk about passive. Sure. When you think about passive investing, what are some of the things you know that, that come to mind? Well, what's interesting is we went through this exercise with active or passive. You're either
1: kind of loaning people money, yeah, or you're owning something,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? So in the passive realm, you can lend it, and so if you lend it and being totally passive, you're you know a money market, a CD, your savings account is sort of like lending it because you're kind of lending it to the bank. Yep. Treasury bills, bonds. Those are actually, you know, where you're actually just letting somebody borrow your money and you're getting a, a percent return. Very small, usually. Usually a very sm- much smaller because it is passive mm-hmm. and it's kind of a guaranteed return, pretty secure because a lot of those are government backed right. type deals or mm-hmm. a bank backed, which is banked by, <laughs> backed by the government. That's right. You know, that kind of thing. Or, you know, on the passive side, you can have stocks or mutual funds or, you know, real estate investment trusts, you know. Those type, are things that you own. You actually own shares of something. Yep. You know, you might not own the um the address. But you own those shares. Own the shares of yep. the, the the entity that owns the address. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a little bit different, you know, and you you know you can be either and that passive in the stocks, I guess in the sense we're trying to explain it is you're basically giving it to a mutual fund manager or stock manager. Yeah, and you know, saying, you know, thanks. Go make my money work for me. Yeah. He's making a cut. The firm's making a cut. You get the net, you know. Yeah. But there could be some ups, could be some downs, you know.
0: It's definitely a
1: long-term position. Yes, that's right. Mm. We're lending it in the passive sense with the CDs and the money markets and that kind of stuff. It's a it's a much more, It's a much safer. You hear a lot of people that are in their 60s, 70s, that's where they tend to end up putting their money, yeah. isn't that passive? Quote lending it. Oh, because they're side. done.
0: They don't. they the, the, the risk taking is, is over. They
1: don't want to take risks. They just want to make sure they got that guaranteed. You know, even if it's a two percent return, you know that they've got two million in the bank and that's forty thousand a year or whatever that number is. So and they're fine with and it. They're fine with that. They can live off that and they know their money's still, you know, still in the account. That's right.
0: Alright, so now we go to pa- so passive, you can lend it, own it. And we talked about that active mm-hmm. investing now. So when you talk about lending when you're active, so you lend it passive, you're going to money markets, CDs, you know, bonds, treasury bills, things that are mm-hmm. very, very, very low risk, but very, very low return. That's right. Now if you if you want to become active and lend, you know, what are some of those things? If you're if you're lending money but you're active and not passive, what does that look like?
1: You know, you can own or finance what you own. You can, you know, private lend and, you know, as we get more and more in this world, you can realize you can private lend on all kinds of stuff. Yes. You know, you can lend on your, you know, know, people to buy properties to hold, to lend to people that want to flip, lend to people that uh, need a car, you know, lend to people that need, you know, whatever. I use
0: it all the time. Yeah. I'm currently using it. Right. I mean, hard money or, or. Private lending. Private yeah. lending. I mean, I, it sounds better, doesn't hard it? Hard money. Private stuff. lending. People look at hard money, they, they hear that word, or they start, you know, what is that? Right. You know, Vito and his guys aren't coming to get you. I mean, it's just, you know, just access to cash. Access to cash. And somebody's,
1: so they're, because it's why we're saying it's active, is you can't just, you know, you're not just putting your money, when you lend it in the passive side, you're putting it into an account. Yep. And it does, you got people that are watching it, overseeing it, sending you statements. Yeah. On the on the on the active side, you're engaging with people. You might get their credit. You might you got to look at the deal, the asset. You could look at the asset that you're lending collateral. to. Yeah. You know what's the collateral. So there's a lot more. Now you might end up getting big enough where you put systems in place. Mm-hmm. You know, but for somebody else to do that sort of thing, that's true. Right.
0: That's still active. You're still, still
1: active. You're managing hiring. somebody. You're hiring people. Yeah, hiring a service, whatever that looks like. And then,
0: if you're active and you own it, yeah. You know, businesses, I guess.
1: Right. Real
0: estate. You start buying businesses. You got yeah.
1: you know, ownership in a business. You buy real estate. You buy stuff that, mm-hmm. you know, um, that you're going to be active in. You know, and you can turn that, again, same thing. You can turn that more into passive as you get
0: bigger. I think that's part of the lesson here is like, yeah, the path. Yeah, everybody know. wants to be passive. That's right. They just don't want the yeah. results from that, the return. That's right. So if you can turn over your active investing into a passive workload mentality, mm-hmm. then that I think that's the goal, right? I mean, I think you as an individual are the same way. I mean, I think you think that passive. We we can you you could stick your money in any of these passive accounts and just sit there and yeah. okay, but instead you choose to be active. That's right. Whether you you're you're lending money or you're owning money with real estate in in businesses and different things like that. So I mean there'll be a time where i believe and correct me if i'm wrong you'll reach the point to where your active is your activity is way lower and you're moving over into this passive but you're getting the returns of the active investor yes and i just went i think i went around about 3 circles but that my my point is is that every investor that's out there is looking for the passive mentality but the active returns yes So there's a point where those roads cross, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think where I feel like, you
1: know, if I think about it, I think a lot of mistakes were made by people totally trying to be out of the gate passive in an active environment. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. I think that's what you're trying to say in a roundabout way, like, versus, I think, for me, I'm trying to be active, the active investor, but turn it into more p- passive with systems, processes, and people. Yes.
0: But still getting the returns. Still return getting the returns an active, of an active investor. That's <laughs> yes, what I'm that's saying. Right. Have well, your yo, cake,
1: your ice cream. And that's, that's what I mean. Sprinkles on top. But I mean, it's a lot of work to get there. It's a isn't? lot of
0: work. And it's so It doesn't just happen in, overnight. No. And it, but I, I do think that's the goal, right? I yes. mean, isn't that your goal? I mean, it, yeah. it, all of ours as an investor, no matter if you're investing in stocks and bonds or in real estate or whatever it horses, you know, camp, whatever it might be that you're investing in. The idea is not to work your fingers to the bone in this investing. At some point, you want it to, you know, explode, so to speak, and and, and begin the payoff. So,
1: you know, I think, and what I would challenge the listeners to is, like, write down what you have as passive, Mm -hmm. even if it's your 401k or passive and active. And write down, you know, your 401k and different stuff that you've got investing and make you a list of what's your long-term goal. Mm -hmm. you know, like how many streams. So like I've kind of, I was playing with that actually yesterday, I guess this got me motivated. So I wrote (laughs) down and, you know, I've got 10 different paths of things happening right now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'd love to get it to 20, you know, Um, you know, and I've one of my mentors or more of a peer, but that's what he's trying to do. He's buying businesses. He's got his own business. He's buying real estate. I talked to him yesterday. So he's creating all these different streams. He's got stocks. Mm -hmm. So he's just, and the whole point of that is kind of diversification, spreading your risk. You know, some returns going to be better, some are going to be worse, some are going to take more involvement, some are not. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, it's just keeping all that moving, you know,
0: and, mm-hmm. and letting your money work for you. So I love where this is going because mm-hmm. to me, there's a ton of investors that are probably sitting there going, Hey, I got one or two, but I'm saving this money, or I got none, mm-hmm. but I'm sitting on a, you know, a, pile of cash essentially and i, I don't right. it's not doing anything for me right thought about investing i've talked to my buddies and so and so so this will give you kind of an idea of when you are investing what to do with some of this money so one of the the next kind of topic or headline here is you know financial returns you know are you putting the money back into the yeah. to your company or are you investing it right back into your business or are you are you donating it or right. spending it you know what are what, you what, doing what, with it
1: yeah, exactly, you got those four. You got the four things. Like you get a, a 10% return on a you know, a piece of real estate you sold or whatever, mm-hmm. or you flipped a house and you made $20,000. Mm-hmm. Do you go on vacation the next week or do you, <laughs> you know, or take a carve out and take a simple vacation and put 18 of it back to work? You know. Or do you do nothing with it? Or do nothing with it and put in your check in, you know. Yeah. So And I was thinking about that this morning too, like, like a Dave Ramsey type, Mm. you know, he teaches about having six months salary, you know, back in, you know, savings and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, and I started thinking about it. I was like, yeah, it's like, there's gotta be a balance there. You're, you're putting, say you make 50,000 a year, you're putting 25,000, just sitting there basically doing nothing. Zero. I'd at least put it in something that's has some accelerating Something, something, you know what it's I mean, just sitting there, just sitting there, like it just doesn't do any good. No, you know, and money's got to turn over as part of the economy. You know, I read a lot about that this weekend. Just money's got to turn for the economy to be healthy, that's right. And so, money's got to turn for your economic health to be healthy, you know what I mean, like for your own it, personal, For your own personal. You're not, you know, and so I, I had an old boss, you know, Georgia Pacific, he retired at
0: I think 50. Like and
1: retired 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 and so that's like, not him, like
0: FedEx retired and you go do something else.
1: Yeah. No, no, he he retired retired. He was in San Diego, which is a pretty expensive place to retire yeah. to mm-hmm. or from. And uh, I just always remembered him telling me he always pushed hard got his raises, you know, additional responsibility, that human capital piece. Yep. And every time that happened, he would only incrementally change his lifestyle. Hmm. You know, like this year might just be a little nicer vacation yeah. versus going from a 2,000 square foot house to a 5,000 square foot house. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, and he so he rewarded
0: himself, but conservatively.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. To me, that's financial education 101. I mean, that's, I think that's where we got, you know, you, that's the term keeping up with the Joneses and that kind of stuff. Like, sure. What do you do with that money? Do you try to incrementally, or do you go for the gusto? Blowing it up. You know, how, uh, you think of the millionaire next door. I don't know if you ever read that book. Um, i have to give it to you. It's in our library. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'll give it right. to you this afternoon. Okay. Report back. I'm just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're not. It just talks about, you know, a typical millionaire is the one that you would not ever know as a millionaire. Yeah. There's Drives three. an F-150, has a simple ranch house. Look at Warren Buffett's house. I mean, it's so funny. Uh, I saw a picture somebody posted on Facebook of him and Gates together, you know, hugging at some event and mm-hmm. like, terrible shirts and oh, yeah. old belts and they don't
0: care none at all
1: and they're billion billion billionaire, you know like many many multi, many, many times mul- yeah. over and so i think when we get caught up in trying to have that persona or look or keeping up with the joneses you know and, I, and again it goes back to what we originally talked about like incrementally is great yeah you know, I think you start making
0: bad decisions if you start trying to keep up with somebody. Else. You're not worried about your own household. You start making decisions um, um, that could affect you down the road over something that is completely and totally irrelevant. Yes, it means nothing to try to keep up with somebody else. So, when we talk about those financial returns and what you're doing with this money, it's important to recognize a few. You know two very important aspects of this and some mm-hmm. rivers flow and some rivers dry up. Yeah. Okay. So some revenue streams and some rivers flow, I think you have to take advantage of them. Give you a few examples. When yeah. I got into real estate in 2001, there were in 2002, there were new construction was the big thing, mm-hmm. big, huge, yeah. huge. I mean, as a matter of fact, the builder paid for me to get my real estate license. I mean, so I was in with the builders. I loved it. I thought it was a great thing. I was like, new construction. This is mm-hmm. something I can get my sink my teeth into, and it was great. And it was great. We were taking orders. I wasn't even really selling anything. Right. Taking orders, writing up contracts, and do- so I took advantage of it. But what I didn't do to me is learn to forecast the river drying up. Mm-hmm. I think I sat in the model for too long. For about a year too long. When the market began to crash in 2006 mm. right yeah so i think you've got to be when when some rivers flow I hate to use a gambling term but like if you got a blackjack table and it's just hitting everything you got to you know bet more well if you're if you're finding good deals on houses and you're finding and you're finding uh, um, a good revenue stream maybe double down on trying to get some of those and recognize it right but you also at the same time you got to recognize when those rivers dry up and I'm guilty of that. I, I think I stayed in new construction for too long. BPOs that I've done are kind of the same thing. Well, I mean, I think you've
1: diversified. That's part of That's keeping the, the river, keeping the river flowing. Is.
0: More, more canoes in the river <laughs>
1: well, right i mean like and again we, we kind of talk about the size of our mouth we talk about you know gary keller's tim you know one thing getting really you know but we never say don't do two things we just say get really good, really at, one good at one before we go to the second mm-hmm. and so that's part of this whole concept of just don't let yourself dry up keep the river flowing mm-hmm. keep that money going you know finding ways to invest
0: and and keep investing and so that's so keep that thing flowing and and if it does dry up which i think everything that goes up must come down sure so you're going to have a stopping point or a slowdown point in any investing in any market mm-hmm. so you're going you know i don't know that you can get to where you can forecast it because you need to start looking at some of the tell signs of a market slowing down or an investment of any kind is slowing down mm-hmm. really and your decisions are critical Yep. So it's important to get to what get opinions from friends, network,
1: peers, mm-hmm. seminars, bankers, mm-hmm. whoever you who your network is that you know financial planners. Mm-hmm. You know, get as many you know opinions, and I think that's where it helps form that whole passive versus active, lend versus own mentality. Which one you're gonna, which path you're going down by, mm-hmm. which one fits your personality, right? You know, some of the stuff, you know. And I hope that this helps just get people over the hump too of trying trying some new things, Sure. and not just you know just getting that stuck in that rut of
0: just doing the same old same old each day, you know that they've mm-hmm. always done. So a lot of investors say, you know, all right, so now we've gone down the path of we figured out if we're a passive or inva- active investor, we're recognizing when rivers are flowing with with um, uh, investments and deals, and when they're drying up. We've talked about making your decisions are critical, getting opinions from your mentor. So now you've got this money coming in. What are you going to do with it again? Now you got to figure out what to do with it again. Right. Because this is repeating.
1: Repeating, yeah.
0: I mean, you, once you made the decision initially to get off the hump, well, now you've created more money. So now it's coming in again. you got to figure out you know, what you're going to do with it again. There's a quote we talked about before the break from Emmett Smith. Read that quote. I want you to read it. This is good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think um... – Douglas sent this to us earlier this week, and I said, I'm putting this in my treasure chest. Yeah. But, you know, he asked Jerry Jones, he said he asked a ton of people about financial advice. You know, football players are notorious for, in basketball and all the sports, you know, taking in a bunch of money. And
0: spending Spending it
1: and losing it and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, Jerry Jones just told him, you know, for his financial advice was have a big front door and a small back door. Mm -hmm. Take in as much as you can and spend as little as you can. Yeah, i love that i thought that was awesome you know just a good analogy to be thinking about yeah. keep keep your front door and again that's what we're talking about that passive active streams of income and you know returns mm-hmm. get as many of those as you can get that door as wide as you can to get that money coming in but don't let it go out the back door you know tighten that belt and just understand you know because people just so want instant gratification these days well and athletes are the worst because
0: they're young yeah,
1: coming out of school and, and then boom, they they got don't millions come from an
0: economy or a background that has money. Right, so it's very hard. Athletes are kind of some of the worst, but you know, well
1: they've just never been, yeah, and they've never been financial taught. advice and how yeah. to how to manage and people are pulling some from more
0: stories. Oh yeah, sad. Antoine Walker comes to mind. Played for the Boston Celtics, made a hundred and twenty something million dollars flat broke. Flat broke, hundred twenty million. Out. Made a hundred and twenty something million flat broke. He is now. Wow. Articles and books about it. I mean, you know. Of course, he's selling a story. He's got to see that make money. Mm-hmm. I mean, but he has flat played for Boston with Paul Pierce won a title. The whole bit. Wow. So I mean, you know, those are some examples that are out there. But it, you know, it, from I love that quote though. Jerry Jones of all people owns a four billion dollar team. It's just one of his assets and keep big, door big, big front door, big front door, tiny back door. Yeah, be interesting to see how he spends money day to day.
1: Center, how you think how flashy Dallas. Yeah, it, how he is, and but that. he probably know, he probably knows. You know, he's doing it for marketing and for,
0: well, and coming yeah. from a guy that's got you know six seven billion dollars is a little bit different than coming from You know, you know Joe Blow from down the street. But mm-hmm. I like this quote. Even you know it, it stands for us. Even same thing. Yeah. Um. So now we move to the velocity of money. Talk about this for a second, Dan.
1: You know, I think, you know, and I think we, I just want to touch on real estate for a second on that. I mean. As a, as it pertains to your returns come in and what do you do with that as far as your asset and in real estate, you can increase your velocity of money. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's what we want to kind of wrap it up with. Of just there's several different ways. Like you buy a couple houses. Mm-hmm. How do you start getting that? You know, we see a ton of people just buy a couple houses and they, that's all they do. Yeah. Right. But how do you sit there and increase that velocity of your money that you put to work? Mm-hmm. You made the investment, you bought some houses. And so I, I got three ways here that we can do that. Let's do it. All right. One is the, you know, if you got positive cash flow, if you got that note set, you know, and the payments are right and mm-hmm. expenses are right, you know, pay off the existing debt faster, you yeah. know, um, saves you thousands and thousands in interest. You know, you're almost double the cost of a property just
0: by the, my, I think it's more. I'd, I'd have to run that. I'll tell you this, and on a thirty-year note, yeah, thirty years. If you make one extra payment a year, seven years off the mortgage, so it turns into twenty-three yep. off one payment. So four hundred dollars a month. That's times
1: twelve, is five thousand times. So that's thirty-five thousand dollars savings. Yes, long term. Yes, and that then that asset starts paying you for the rest of your life. Yeah, you know. So that's that's one big one. Um, you know, use it to to. Uh, the cash flow to to and save it, put it on the side again, keeping that that back door small. Yep, you get your your front door's big because you got some coming cash in. flows coming in from the real estate. Leverage it to buy more. Just hang on to it. Hang you on buy to more. buy. Use it as your down payment for the next one, and the next one, and the next one. Mm-hmm. You know, so that you know, because I think there's a balance. People worry about you know affecting their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Well, if you start investing, you can still have that. You know, you can keep your lifestyle in balance, not have to just keep pouring that 20% over here. That's right. Try to get the 20% coming from your assets to to leverage down on more. We got the burst strategy for number three. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) You know, I think, you know, and this takes some time. This one, the third one, it kind of takes some time. I had to think about this for a while, but, you know, you go seven years into, you know, a, a program or, excuse me, a payoff schedule. There's some equity there. Yeah. So if you have five houses, you know, um, seven years goes by, you're going to have several hundred thousand in equity. Yep. Pull it out. Use it again. Use it again. Now there's, and then again, it goes into that active or passive.
0: Yeah. What do you want to do
1: do with it? Do you want to go take that money and then loan it to somebody else doing it to flip it or to
0: buy real estate? Some people stop right there, right? That's right. They'll take that lump sum of cash, invest it one time. They've made that big decision. They've made that hurdle. They're going to make that money and that's, they're comfortable.
1: You know? On the horror story, on the flip side, that's how we ended up with 15 duplexes in Berclair. a guy in Colorado inherited <laughs> 15 duplexes free and clear. And he did this line like I'm talking about, but what he did was go spend it on himself, half a million bucks. Mm-hmm. So guess what? He, he didn't. Then he didn't take care of the properties, then he didn't pay the taxes, then he didn't pay the insurance. So then we took them over, and that's been probably seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And if I looked at, uh, you know, this is a good example to actually to bring into to play. We owe half of what we owe probably two hundred, maybe out of the five hundred. Mm-hmm. You know, and got four, probably five years left on fifteen duplexes. Yeah, you know, so it's it's a sad. I mean, been, and his dad built that up; it was free and clear, and handed him twenty duplexes. That's forty units that should have been. That could retire him. Twenty thousand a month. Uh, probably ten thousand a month. Yeah. Something like that. So Whew. for the rest of his life. Instead he chose to blow, blow it. Blow it in five hundred, but you know. Eesh.
0: Um five hundred K in real estate every several years goes by you owe three hundred K. Yeah, so still use that two hundred. Um buy more real estate, loan it, invest it, reinvest in your business. I guess today's show really is kind of going back to um, what to do with this money. Mm -hmm. we talk about it. We've heard us say a lot of these things many a times. How do you get started? Mm -hmm. You know, that's one show we're going to redo again later on is, you know, now I'm ready. How do you get started? So now you've made that decision. Mm -hmm. You've invested that initial capital. Well, now you've earned some money. We've tried to talk with you about what to do with it. Then, right. That's your second or your first time. Now you got to make a second decision to reinvest it and go again. So we've talked about some of that, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, trying to advise people on what to do with their money is a slippery slope, right. you know, because <laughs> uh, what do we know other than outside of real estate? But right. I will tell you that um, investing in real estate has been some of the best decisions you and I both have ever made. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we're you just have investing period, we're investing period, but yeah. investing in real estate and, and a solid asset has been something that, well, and you
1: lim- limit your liabilities. I mean, I think it does. if we can sum it up, It limits, limits your liabilities. And then over time, you could go buy that boat or go buy that and whatever. Go do, your, go do right. some extra stuff. but That's right. But take your time getting there. You know, that's the whole point. Like,
0: Rome wasn't in a day. That's right. That's you right. Know? Rome wasn't in a day. Dan, thanks for joining me. Yeah, man. Thank you. Guys, appreciate you listening today. If you have any questions about the show or want to review it after it's over with, I'm going to post it as soon as we're done here. Um, check out crustcorerealty.com for all of our investments of the week. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next Tuesday on the Memphis Real Estate Hour. <laughs>
1: It's all